the Astro Weather Report is in, and it says the cosmic fog is officially lifting. Can I get an amen? A hallelujah. We're almost out of the retrograde cycles. We have one more left, but by the end of this week ahead, we're out, and we're out of retrogrades for a very long time. I'm going to give you that date and more in this week's Cosmic Energy Report. Welcome to Cosmic Rx Radio, a podcast that gives you real-life tools of spiritual empowerment and pure hype. I'm your host and intuitive guide, Maddie Murphy. I'll be serving up your weekly energy readings, cosmic boss interviews, and astro inspiration. Are you ready to love yourself more, manifest your dream life, and own your magic? Let's jump in. Hello, I'm your girl, Maddie Murphy, your hive hype hype woman, your cosmic consultant, your mystical guide, mystical but messy guide, through this journey of being a human. What? Um, what? We signed up for this. Show me the paperwork. Did we? We did? Okay, cool. We signed up for this wild ride as a human, and it can feel like chaos. It can feel like nothing has rhyme or reason. But I swear there is a pattern. There is a path. There is a purpose. And one of the best ways to connect into that, at least I have found, is interpreting the poetry of the stars to checking out our cosmic blueprint and really tuning in to the planets and the luminaries and seeing how they can guide and instruct and inform us with this wild behavior down on earth. So that's what we're going to do this week. We're going to talk about what do you need to know in the week ahead, the key points, how do we align with the planetary energy to connect to your highest and hottest self and to live in more self-love, to more intuition, more pleasure. That's what we're here for. Sip it up, baby. S-I-P. How are we doing? Like, okay, vibe check. I feel like every week I'm like, vibe check? So last week, podcast, we talked about Mars going direct and saying it was going to feel great in some ways, clarity, forward movement. And in other ways, it was going to be a little bumpy because Mars moving forward can have some disruptions, some eruptions for sure. And then we had the Monday through Wednesday, Pluto conjunct the sun, ending out Capricorn season with a little intensity. I heard uh, Nadia Shaw, the astrologer, say that astrologers say that that is the most intense like day of the year, Monday, Wednesday, in that time frame. I think she was referring to Monday, but I'm just gonna say Monday to Wednesday, because when Pluto, the lord of the underworld, the keeper of all the shadow secrets, power struggle, energy, death, rebirth, conjoins the sun, the illuminator, the giver of all life, directly related to our consciousness, our identity, in 29 degrees, aka the anoretic critical degree, shit got intense. It really did. I posted a little reel about it because I was feeling it. You can go check that out. If that was you, I might give you a little context, maybe some tools. But the good news is, is we have hit a turning point. We've hit a turning point for the week, but even for 2023. Um, we knew at the beginning of 2023 was going to be slow at best, bumpy at worst. And now we're having our first turning point as we go into this lighter, brighter astrology. We go into the Aquarius new moon on the 21st. We're going to talk about that today. The sun is entering Aquarius on the 20th, the day this pod comes out. The 22nd, we have Uranus goes direct. And then, yeah, we have a Venus-Saturn conjunction and 
Venus entering Pisces, all yummy things. And basically, though, it's just our first feeling of like, okay, the new year, what's our vision? And how does that feel like realistic? And what am I seeing for myself and feeling for myself? So we're going to have big mindset upgrades. We're going to see things from a different perspective. And we might be feeling like, okay, like this is the time. Now, if you haven't made your vision board for the year, if you haven't done any of that stuff you normally do in the new year, perfect. You're right on time. Because you know what? Maybe if you did your vision board a few weeks ago, you'd have to redo it anyway. Who here, show of hands in the class, had to redo something from Mars or Mercury retrograde? I mean, this shit is so literal. I hate doing like life admin stuff. It's one of like my big path things to learn of like, you got to do all the mundane things. I'm like, no, I'll go on the healing journeys. I'll go on all the like talk to ghosts and work with crystals and I'll go into the ethers. I don't care. But like, oh, don't make me fill out paperwork. And this week I had gotten blood work done like right around Christmas time. And I was actually called by like LabCorp, like corporate office. And I was like, hello, LabCorp. And they're like, oh, by the way, (laughs) your lab, they like didn't file your paperwork. I'm like, they can do that? Like what? They just like took my blood. Like, where is it? So I had to redo it. And I was like, my husband saw me have like a mini meltdown. I almost like burst into tears. I was like, I hate doing this stuff. And now I have to redo it. But that is like, c'est la vie. That is how life is with the retrogrades. So all of this to say, if you haven't done your like visioning work, you haven't felt called to do that. That's fine. That's fine. If you're not in our community, come join for the new moon call or the replay of it. We'll have actually the time this podcast goes out and the moon guide. We're going to have lots of prompts of like how to make really amazing vision boards and just talk about like what to do with this energy. So Virgo announcements, where am I? Where am I even am I on this podcast right now? Virgo announcements. Let's do the baddie bundle winner. And this is someone who gets to win three free months of our community, our Cosmic RX Plus. You know, everyone has a plus, okay? Paramount Plus, Peacock Plus. We are Cosmic RX Plus. We have the free version. You can come on our platform, interact. You can find us on Instagram, this podcast, our newsletter, all free resources. If you want to take it to the next level for literally $9 a month, you can come join our community. We have so much stuff there. I do special horoscopes for the month, ritual guides, tarot card spreads, like play-by-play, like the more micro-astrology transits, all there for you. Plus live events, new moon, full moon calls every month. And just the community of, I gasp, I gasp at just trying to explain how powerful and amazing these people are. Come join Everyone there is like showing up for each other, connecting, meeting up IRL, gassing each other up, holding space. It's quite special if I do say so myself. So back to the Baddie Bundle winner. So this person for just merely leaving a review on iTunes or Spotify is going to win three free months of that plus three free months of our premium daily subscriptions. That's separate from the community just because that's how the platforms work for now, but we're working on putting it all in one spot. But that's where you get, um, if you're a text girly and you like things right to your phone, like me, like sometimes emails too much, notifications too much, we just text you the transit of the day, what you need to know about it. And also like an affirmation or a tool or something just to be like, hey, keep this in mind for the day. Okay. And then randomly selected is this week's Andrea5678 says all mystics need to listen. If you only listen to one astro mystic woo podcast, it needs to be this one, all caps. 
such a well-rounded, upbeat, inviting podcast for all. This Libra Sun and Moon loves the balance of this pod. Ooh, I like that little mm, on-brand Libra shout out there. Andrea, Andrea, I hope I'm not mispronouncing. I never know which way to go on that. You come on down, slide my DMs, and listen, if someone's already a member of the Cosmic Rx Plus community, does the baddie bundle things, don't you worry. We have other gifts and goodies for you. You can pass it on to a friend. We love it, right? Sharing the love. And I really appreciate, first of all, I love the Libras. We just did our whole Cosmic Boss, our Libra archetype module. It was so fun. And I just appreciate the love and the generosity of all the support. I am really like moved at least deeply, like once a week, deeply. I'm moved every day, but I'm deeply moved once a week by hearing from one of you or getting to connect with one-on-one in some capacity of just the amazing things you're doing in the world and how you show up for us and our like little baby passion project here of Cosmic Rx. So damn, what a time to be alive. So happy we incarnated in this bitch together. Let's talk about some things. What happened? Some things. Let's talk about if astrology isn't real. What went down last week? Pop culture headlines. What's happening? Has it related to astrology? My deep dive today is going to be, I obviously, everything that happened with the Biden and classified documents. What? Here we are redoing, revisiting a classified document story. And just the way it all transpired, I was like, there's got to be some interesting astrology behind this. Again, for those of you who missed it, here's what we know. Sometime in November, from November to January, about 20 classified government documents were discovered by President Biden's attorney in his former office from the Penn Biden Center in DC, sorry, in that center and in his personal residence in Wilmington, Delaware, that were really from dated back to his vice presidency in the Obama administration. Remember those times? And I guess like they're by his Corvette. It's like all I kept hearing about was like the documents were safe. They weren't out. They were locked by my Corvette. And I'm like, Biden, you are such like an old man. I can't. Listen, we got to talk about the astrology of this because, you know, I'm always up on the GOPs, the Trump daddies, the Mitchell McConnells, like what's going on. And so I got to also be like, hey, Biden, another old white man, what's happening? And it's interesting, again, as of the time of this recording, on January 12th, Attorney General Merrick Garland appointed Robert Hur as special counsel to investigate the possible unauthorized removal and retention of classified documents. The House Judiciary Committee opened a separate investigation. I appreciate that because it has to be fair, right? Like what they did for Trump, we have to do for Biden or else we'll never hear the end of it. It was from my laywoman's perspective, there are differences. It seems to be a lot more cooperation on the Biden end versus on the Trump end. But, you know, the polling and, and how people are feeling is all over the map. But also, like, do polls even mean anything anymore? I don't know. So when we don't check polls, we check the astrology. That's what gives us the info. So I was looking at his chart and I was like, okay, let's get the timeline. When, when was all this happening? So November 2nd was the date that his personal attorneys unexpectedly discovered Obama Biden administration records. And I was like, okay, that tracks because we know from October 28th to November 8th was this eclipse portal, the Scorpio Taurus eclipse portal. And Joe Biden is a Scorpio sun, Taurus moon, and he has sun, Mercury, Venus, Mars in Scorpio and a stellium in his 12th house. So having that 
new moon eclipse on the 28th in Scorpio, and then a full moon Taurus eclipse go through his actual moon is going to be a lot about revealing things to the surface. And his moon is in the fifth house, which I actually think I might have talked about this in a podcast or in, I don't know, one of my circles, that something might be revealed about his children because fifth house is related to children and the Scorpio, you know, 12th house can be like karma, secrets. So this eclipse going through there, it's like, ooh, something's going to come out. Uh, and I know we all know like everyone's gunning for Hunter Biden. I thought it was be something about that, which this all may be tied in, but I have no idea. So I was like, oh, but also Jupiter had just moved into Pisces across his IC, across his fourth house cusp. And so what that can just mean again is Jupiter expands and illuminates and shines a flashlight on. So it's like something in his fourth house. So that felt very literal to me. And then just to kind of see and wrap it up and make it uh, tremendously literal is the day that Mars went direct in Gemini on the 12th, right? Mars has been retrograde since about the time, like right before this happened um, on the 30th. So it was almost like people had heard of, like, obviously some people were in the know, National Archives, the FBI, the JD, Justice Department, but it wasn't until about the, the 12th that it became public of January in that major headlines, right? The White House confirmed it. The lawyers kind of informed a few more people what they found. It became headline. Garland announced the special counsel, Robert Hur. So that day of Mars going direct, we saw a few things. One, the moon was on his midheaven, which a moon crossing midheaven, it happens every month. But with like all the things that stirred up from the eclipse, and just to remind all of you, especially any of you with a lot of Scorpio Taurus placements, we go through the eclipse, right? October 28th, November 8th. We really feel the effects of the eclipse for six months out. It's like they create a reverberation and we feel it six months out. So we're feeling that. And as moon crossed his midheaven, which the moon across your midheaven can be a time, yeah, where your public image is amplified, is shifted. And maybe that like moon in Virgos, like let's bring some details up and out to the surface. Let's talk about it. And the other thing that I thought was interesting was Mars went direct in a strong sextile with his natal Pluto. So this is like, yes, yeah, stressful times, something literally like something being brought to light that you had been trying to repress or suppress and sometimes of, of challenge. So we just hope that everything can be handled, hopefully with high integrity. Hopefully, again, we as the people can get truth, closure, justice, all of that. I would bet that there's a little bit more to come out of that because that's how eclipses roll. And I also <laughs> just going to say that like, woo, Pluto, March, we might see some more secrets, things coming to light. And this whole week, I'm, I'm curious the after effects of the sun conjunct Pluto. Whenever Pluto's doing something in some significant way, which it will be doing in March, and even with the sun conjunct Pluto we had last week, we hear a lot about misuse, abuse of power. We hear, you know, leaders, like falling, things happening. So, wow, just taking deep breaths. I'm going to leave it at that. Um, and of course, I'm just going to shout out that I think I saw that Kanye, the Mars retrograde has had me tracking a few people, Elon, Kanye, Trump. And interesting that, you know, as we left this time of Mars direct, but still Mercury retrograde, Kanye got like married. 
All I'm saying about that, obviously not going to last. You don't have to be an astrologer to know that. It will have to be redone or ended in some ways. What, Kanye, get some help, get an astrologer, need some order to our lives. But anyway, okay, that's where I'm going to leave you with if astrology isn't real moments. Come join our community platform. I would love to hear you post about what your if astrology isn't real moments are. I know a lot of you have been DMing me. I told you to DM me. But I was like, you know what? Let's bring this out into the community. That way I can also track them. I guess a lot of like DM spam also. So sorting through everything is like, I lose it sometimes. Of course, DM me. You're still free to do that. But come join the community. Put it on the platform. Other people interact with it. I could easily go back and tag them, look at them before I do the episode, and maybe shout out or highlight your story or your if astrology isn't real moment. So moving right along, let's talk about the moon. Who wants to talk about the moon? Who wants to do it? Me. So this is your emotional weather. The moon is going to really help us understand what is going on in our inner world and how we can best understand that so we can navigate life with more alignment, with more emotional regulation. And starting off the week on Friday, we're still in this moon and Capricorn energy. And, you know, it's still, you know, a little bit of intensity is still there, but it is waning. So Friday into Saturday morning, I just want you to think about where do I need to maybe reevaluate a structure, have more boundaries, have more integrity, again, take my power back without engaging in a power struggle, or where do I maybe need to like kind of on the opposite end, completely release control. And by letting myself feel powerless, actually feel more powerful. And also cat moon day is always good for bringing some efficiency order structure to your life ahead of the weekend. Let's do that. So that way on the weekend, we can fly high with the Aquarius moon. Ooh, yummy. We're going to be in this starting the Saturday, the 21st, 1.28 p.m. Eastern time into Sunday and into Monday um, around lunchtime, 12.30 p.m. Eastern time. And what I love about this is Aquarius moon is the visionary new moon. It really is. It's like, let's see how we're going to do this. Let's cast a vision. Let's have new hope. We're going to talk about this a little bit more in the planetary planning. But in terms of your vibe, you might be also feeling a little bit detached in a good way from the stickiness of that Pluto-Sun conjunction. You might be having a different perspective. It's a great time to be with friends, to gather with community, to get out of your house, kind of connect with the outside world. And we're talking about like it's vision board time. It's getting like a little bit more clear with some of the details coming in, right, for what's ahead for the year. Things to look out for, again, that detached energy can get too detached where we can become like not empathetic to others. Aquarius moon days, sometimes we can feel a little like awkward in our skin because Aquarius moon's kind of like the angel alien of the zodiac. But it's cool. People love you. What makes you awkward is also what makes you awesome and charming and yummy. So lean into your awkwardness those days. And then Monday afternoon, we have a Pisces moon and that is so fun. We'll have that through Wednesday until 1.47 p.m. Eastern time. So Monday, Tuesday, half of Wednesday, Pisces moon time. Let's like get dreamy with that vision. Maybe we pull some cards on it. Maybe we're feeling like we want to just kind of pull back from the world. Maybe we want to kind of drop into art, into beauty, into magic as a way of like refueling, refilling our cups, our souls. Pisces moon days, I love doing like real like spiritual self-care. I want you to do one thing each of that. I want you to meditate with an eye pillow. I want you to draw yourself a yummy salt bath. I want you to like, yeah, pull out, maybe buy yourself a new Oracle card deck. 
and kind of tune into that magical energy, especially after the new moon, it might inform or show you something about your intentions. And then things to look out for, oof, like sometimes that aqua sun Pisces moon combo is like, we get checked out and maybe then we can kind of like blame other people for our lives feeling messy. So we're not going to do that. We're not no victim, <laughs> self-victimization. We're taking radical accountability agency for our lives always. So just look and see where we can kind of shift those internal narratives. And then Wednesday, 1.47 p.m., moon moves into Aries, into Thursday. Moon and Aries time, this is a great time to go do something for yourself. Make some moves. Again, after the new moon, we're going to be headed to that, you know, the moon's getting brighter. We're feeling called to take some action. Maybe you do something for yourself Wednesday, Thursday that gets you one step closer to where you want to go based on that new envisioning. Again, doing something for yourself by yourself is going to pay off. It's going to feel good. It's something to assert your authentic identity. This is such a huge theme for the year. Oh my God. I think part of me was like 2023 is going to be the year of revolution because Pluto is going to Aquarius. But I think that year of revolution, we're really going to feel that more in 2024. It's still revolutionary. Pluto and Aquarius is still coming to upend every system and to make us a much more progressive, inclusive, diverse society. But I feel like this year, as we lead into that, the themes are going to be a lot about getting clear in our relationships, but doing that by really owning ourselves and our identity. So see what that means. What is a part of you that you've been working on that's ready to come out or that's maybe you forgot and want to reconnect to or that's feeling stronger and, and better and better than ever? We're cultivating, we're nourishing that. And then Aries Moon Days, of course, we're just going to look out for being overly like fiery, brusque, impulsive, intense, uh, especially as it relates to like a temper on those days. Deep breaths, again, walking away is always an option. Taking a few deep breaths before we speak is always an option. Good for us, right? So let's talk about now into the planetary planning. Quick hits. What do we need to know? Top level headlines. Like I said, January 20th, the sun enters Aquarius, and this is the season of the rebellious, revolutionary water bearer. Prepare to innovate, invent, think outside the box. Let your freak flag fly. Let's get weird. This is Aquarius sun is going to remind you in the season of where you're not meant to fit in, where it is boring to fit in. Your radical, authentic self, how does it want it to step to the front? What is the revolution in your life? What is the rebellion in your corner of the world that you, in a heart-centered way, want to get behind. You know, I really think about my mom, Kathleen Murphy, Aquarius son, through and through, so progressive. I mean, first of all, she was doing vision boards back in the day. She had a vision board at her home office, also home office. She was the first person I know to have a computer, a car phone. She was a real estate agent, like late 80s, early 90s, a car phone. It was crazy to me. I was like, this is wild. Um, but also always very progressive. Um, she's a Virgo rising. So health and wellness, you know, she had my very sweet blue collar plumber grandfather making an organic garden, um, insisted they needed one in the seventies, you know, growing up before we went to school, we'd be doing the ACV shots and raw honey and oil of oregano. And she was just always like with so many things, she's just ahead of the curve. Yeah. Did it make maybe sometimes like it's a little quirky. I'm like, my friend would be over, Jen heading back, and my mom would be like, okay, time for your ACV shots and your raw honey. And my, <laughs> I'll never forget my friend just like taking it, not knowing what it was. And, you know, she grew up in a cool, like, they went out to like 
White Castle and McDonald's all the time, lots of chips at the mall, food court. And she was like, what the fuck is that? And I'm like, I know, I know. And now the older I get, the more I really appreciate and admire, like, oh, we were talking about even this week, like the things that she just had her finger on the pulse of so early. It's incredible. So I say this story to illustrate inside all of us, there is that, right? And this sun season, what happens when the sun moves into a sign, it's like that part of us is illuminated, right? Like the light goes on, like ooh, we run the magic wand over that part of our chart and the light glows. And we get to really be in this four-week exploration of what does that mean for me? What does that look like? How do I embody that? And that solar panel, that part of our chart, that one twelfth part of our chart is lit up and it carries us through the year. So what is like wanting to come out for you in this year? What are the things that you trust in your vision, even if you can't explain them to others? That is the thing about being a visionary that I feel like people don't talk about enough is that no one may understand your vision. Like you might even need time to articulate it. That doesn't mean it's not valid. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't go for it because the visionary things that I saw my mom create, I'm sure people around her did not understand. The visionary, you know, Charles Darwin, uh, Abraham Lincoln, Oprah, visionary people, like it's hard to think about how do I describe what I'm seeing, what I'm feeling. Mm, It's more about just figuring out what I need to do now in the here and now in these next steps, right? And Aquarius and and Capricorn, I think they get along well with that. But there's something too with the Aquarius energy is the season of the water bearer. And it's like, we really drop into the waters of the higher mind. Like we have the day to day. Aquarius is like, let's zoom out. Let's go into the higher mind. Let's also plug in. Let's channel. Both Aquarius and Pisces are very trippy signs that we end up the zodiacal year on. Capricorn is kind of the last sign of like pragmatism, getting things done. Aquarius is like high mind, let's go out vision. And then Pisces is like surrender, soul level, like we are all one and just going into this like more psychedelic space and cleansing and transmuting before we start the year again. So I want you to think about what is that vision that you have for your life and get really clear on it, get really specific. Also, there is the surrender that comes during Pisces season, but Aquarius season feels like the time to actually name the details. That's the funny thing about manifesting, co-creating, envisioning. You need a blend of specific details, asking for them, and then also a surrender. And sometimes it's a little confusing, um, but Aquarius season is a good time to do that. And also Aquarius season, what is the rebellion? I would love to hear that. Like, what is the rebellion I'm causing in my life? What is the rebellion, the revolution? Where's everyone zigging? I want to zag. Where has everyone in my family line gone on the straight and narrow path? I want to take the path less traveled. Where, you know, in my life do I have something that I feel like I could really help people? Where do I want to be the first in my industry to do this? Where do I want to be the first person of color, the first LGBTQ person, the first woman, the first disabled person to do this? right? Like think about that and think about what's the unique angle you have. What's the unique vision, the unique erratic, eccentric life experience you have that can be brought out. And again, how do you wave that part of you really high so you could find your community? And that's a great question to ask yourself for Aquarius season is like, what does like-minded community mean to me? Where am I craving that more? And how can I put myself out there in my radical authenticity to find those people? If you don't wave, and I call it freak flag, and I know it sounds funny and it's like not freaky, but it's just a great term for me. I'm like, wave that flag. If you are into something and you're like, oh my gosh, this is so, I like laugh when people on like 
I don't know, TikTok. They're like, um, I have on glasses and I'm watching like Harry Potter. I'm such a nerd. I'm like, no, like everyone cool watches Harry Potter. Like what? My husband took me to like a cosplay Harry Potter potions bar this weekend. I didn't even bat an eyelash. The girl was like, oh my God, we're such nerds. I'm like, what? Like, are we? Like, I don't think so. I mean, yes, but like not in the way you're saying it. And it's like, you know, again, I had a really great chat with someone this week about like D&D and like a woman who wants to get more in that space and magic the kingdom. And, and again, she's kind of like sheepish. I'm like, own this. I love it. Talk about it. Like, and again, like you feel good when you're around like-minded communities. You feel like you don't have to hide that part of yourself. You actually get to amplify it and celebrate it and learn more about it. And it just feels good to be part of something that's bigger than yourself. And it feels really good to be authentic while you do it. And that's what Aquarius season shows us. So again, if these are all things that you're like, I am so lost. I don't even know where to begin on it. Put some pen to paper for the Aquarius new moon on Saturday. Call in in the first person. You know, I am so grateful that this is the year I found my like-minded community. This is the year, thank you, that I got to, you know, go further with my vision. This is the year that I really went for it. I'm, I'm so, I love that I did this, but like you're writing it kind of like you're six months from now. Again, we talk about that more in our Cosmic Rx Plus community, but it's like, write out some intentions on that. And this is going to be a great time to bust out some vision board life. Listen, vision boards, the secret, law of attraction, all, oh my gosh, law of attraction, don't get me started. There's some problematic things there, for sure. But do vision boards work? Does the, what we stare at all day seep into our subconscious? Absolutely, it does. And like, do we have the ability to like focus on the things that we want to call in? Absolutely. And there's some tips to making vision boards that are higher impact. Of course, get out the pen and paper and make a collage for really tactical. Make it on the oak tag. I love that for you. But it's also really fun to make them really personal. Use technology. Aquarius rules tech in the digital realm. Go on Canva. Go on Pinterest. Start finding images that really speak to you. Words. I want you to write out those goals for the year. And then I want you to find the words that match that, the energy, the aesthetics. Put it onto a board. And then I want you to do something and it's going to feel crazy. I want you to Photoshop in Canva, like three goals of yours. I want you to Photoshop your name on an acceptance letter to the school you're applying to. I want you to Photoshop like a check with your name on it with like the amount of money you want to get. I want you to Photoshop. They have on Pinterest like bank account statements. They have PayPal transactions. Put that shit on your vision board. Make it literal. Make it like this is like uh, I'm going to put myself on a bestseller list. It's I'm probably not going to publish my book this year, but I want to train that into my brain. And then, you know, Juliette Abodo came on this podcast, the millionaire hypnotherapist. She always has great tips on this. She talks about you could also break it down by month. What I'm going to encourage, I think, my clients to do is, you know what? They always had the year-end reviews. 2022, everyone did their year-end reviews. I'm like, what if you made a year-end review, like a TikTok or Instagram reel, one of those videos where, you know, the photos go really fast of all the things you want to accomplish and experience in 2023. And maybe some of it is just a repeat of things you already did. Because that's also part of our vision board and part of our life is we can also look around and see, hey, this is where things are going really well. I want more of that. I want juicier, like more access to that, more time for that. Um, that's how I feel a lot from 2022. So those are definitely some vision board tips. Okay, so let's get into what this new moon holds for us. So happening on January 21st at 3.53 p.m. Eastern time, this is the visionary new moon is when the sun and the moon comes together in one degree of Aquarius 
to bring in a whole new vision for us. An Aquarius new moon is going to ask us to think outside of the box in regards to something in our own life. It's going to ask us to plant seeds for the next six months on what is this rebellion? And maybe the Aquarius new moon is a little detached too. It might be asking us, what did that Pluto conjunction show us? What are we leaving? What are we cutting some ties to that we learned during the retrogrades so we can move forward now with more grace, ease, confidence, and clarity? I think this new moon in Aquarius is going to bring clarity for a lot of us. We also see on an Aquarius new moon, it really is. It's the time to think about like, okay, let's tap into our community. We're dreaming big. We're thinking outside the box, but we don't have to go it alone. Who can we reach out to in our community? Who can we reach out to in our network? What kind of network should we join? I know for me, I had a lot of the eclipses and Uranus in my 11th house going on in this past year. I really saw like how I had to reach out to my community in different ways. Obviously, I've been developing a digital online community with all of you. I've been meeting tons of people through the podcast. I even joined, and my husband joined, we joined two separate like membership community places in Manhattan. So we would have a place to land and, and just kind of that feeling of community that we were missing since COVID. So this concept of community is very important to us always, but under the new moon, it's going to be illuminated. If you have this dream, this vision, we kind of think about the opposite sign sometimes, like opposite of Aquarius is Leo, me, heart, something I'm doing from the heart, something with confidence, courage, creativity, passion. And I'm going to do that maybe my radical, authentic self, but maybe I can do this two ways, right? Like, or I can do it many ways, but there's two things I should bring into it. I should be like, who can I do this with? How can I make this better by doing it with other people, collaborating, asking for help, joining a community? And who am I doing this for? right? Who am I doing this for? Who's my community? Who do I want to serve? How do I want to show up for the collective and bring something that is progressive and inclusive and something that brings more of what good energy you want to bring to the world, right? Is that peace? Is that inspiration? Is that playfulness? Is that pleasure? Is that embodiment? Is that healing? And like by asking yourself those two questions, it really activates what's in your heart. Who can help me and who am I serving with this? So I invite all of you to think about that under this new moon. Think about that in your intentions you're setting. And again, you're planting seeds for the next six months. And we have these other two planets hanging out in the sky. We have Saturn and Venus are in a tight conjunction. So we're being asked to be definitely like realistic with our plans and goals. It's like dreaming big, but like, okay, what do we need to get that done? And also Saturn and Venus together are bringing sort of maybe up things for you about love or money and maybe where we have to take a little bit more accountability or have some more self-mastery around the both. But ultimately, so we can live in that vision because sometimes we don't have that Saturnian energy. We have a big vision, a big plan. And the first time things get off track or don't go the way we plan and we give up. Saturn's like, "Uh uh-uh, I want to help you cultivate that muscle and have the right structures and skills in place so you can make this dream happen. And that's what Saturn is doing all totally. And the Venus element of it is thinking about like, back to the community, Venus and Aquarius. Venus is about love, money, our values, and thinking about like, okay, how can I, with this intention, maybe bring in more money by using technology in this intention? Is there an app or a software or something that I can do to help me make more money with this? Is there some way to, again, like amplify my abundance through community by collaborating with others, joining forces, right? Doing cross promotions, 
working together under this new moon. And finally, Venus in Aquarius too is like, you never know in a community who may be connecting you to someone who may be bringing you new chances for love or money. So put yourself out there under the new moon in Aquarius. You can start to do it as soon as this weekend or plant the seeds that like the Venus is like, there's something that's waiting for you. But Saturn's like, you got to take responsibility and make it happen. So these are all things to reflect on. I'd be so curious to hear what's coming up for you under this new moon. Come join our Cosmic Rx Plus platform, post, share, like what is the aha? What is the vision that you're seeing? What's something that maybe has come into a little bit more crispness as we leave this cosmic fog? And let me know. I would love to hear. And also just sharing, like I definitely... um under this new moon in Aquarius, like just want to thank you again all for for showing up, for being part of this community. It's so cool. And it just, we're not meant to do it alone. A few years ago, I was like, you know, all in like self-care and self-love and teaching that a lot. And all of a sudden I was just like, we need that. We need self-care and self-love, but we need community care and community love. And if you've been aching for that or feeling it, cast a prayer, put an intention out. Think about that under this new moon in Aquarius. All right. So see you on the platform. Let's keep the conversation going. I also realized I forgot to count from one of my notes before. This is apropos. This is like a footnote. But my if astrology isn't real about Joe Biden's chart, I forgot to say the best thing is that when Mars went direct in eight degrees of Gemini, it was right across his Saturn, who we know Saturn loves to like call us to task, call us to like, hey, you didn't do that. We got to talk about it. So I just thought that was funny and I forgot to mention it before. But, you know, let's keep the convo going. These things, I have endless more things to talk about, always about the moon and the stars and how it affects us on Earth. So let's hang out there or I'll see you next week. And again, thank you all for being here. I'm just wishing and praying that you have the wildest, most expansive visions and downloads and ahas and that you feel called and invited to share with us and the world one more layer of your most unique, most eccentric, most awkward, freakiest side. All right, let it on out. In the meantime, wrapping you in stardust, love, big hugs, wishing for big fat checks, hot juicy sex. This is Maddie Murphy. Until next time. Do you love getting your Cosmic RX for the week here and want more? Make sure to sign up for our premium subscription so you can get exclusive access to bonus podcast episodes, all of my astrology info for the month ahead, and live new and full moon calls to help you manifest your dream life with an intentional international community of other cosmic baddies. Sign up through our link in show notes. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want to know more about Cosmic RX, head on over to thecosmicrx.com. And if you really love this show, I'd love it if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. I super love hearing from you and reading your reviews. All right, you Cosmic Baddie, tune in next week. And until then, remember, love yourself fully, work your magic, and take no shit.